one. Welcome back to the Shankly Sessions. This is your match reaction. Man United nil, Liverpool five. Goals from Nabi Keita, Diogo Jota, and a hat-trick from the Egyptian king, Mohamed Salah. Paul Pogba being sent off. Um, didn't really look like United were in the game at all today. Liverpool started out very strong, pressing as we always do. But joining me as always, Dino from the Shankly Sessions. How are we doing, Dino? Um, uh, I don't really want to rub it in on Ted, but it is what it is. Uh, you, have to, to, you have to take your licks, you know. You get fucking hammered like that, you're going to take the fucking kicking for it, aren't you? Absolutely. I put into the WhatsApp group just before kickoff saying that the anxiety, the anxiousness before a Liverpool United game is palpable. Fuck me, man. There was that. That was a training session. Now, you put up that picture in the WhatsApp group, Noel, the picture of Old Trafford saying Liverpool is now training ground. I thought we were good against Porto playing in second gear. We demoralized, like it was demoralizing for Porto. Same against Watford last week. To go and do that against Man United in Old Trafford. The stuff dreams are made of a loss for words. We had, we had a feeling doing the podcast the other day that Salah was kind of he was going to let loose. Um, a goal, a three goals and an assist today. It was just phenomenal. Well, also joining us on the podcast from Retrotainment and Retrotainment Recast on the Dynamo Podcast Network, Ted, the Man United fan. Ted, how are we doing, my man? I know, not ah, great coming okay. on, but you're the bravest Man United fan on this network. <laughs> no, I'd say it's a rough old day, rough old day. Darren would have been on, I'd say, if he wasn't over at the game. I feel bad for him yeah. travelling over there and having to watch that now. Um, yeah. you know, <coughs> like. It, like we, I did the preview with you with that with Darren, and we did like I said then. You know, Salah is the best player in the world at the moment. There was, I never expected the man not to score. You know, like I was expecting Salah to get at least one. So I didn't think you know this was going to be any sort of cakewalker. And mm. and even though form goes out the door, but that was like I don't even know what I was watching there. To be honest, like that was an under 11s game versus a te- like a Premier League team that didn't really kick off. Like I know five nil. I'm not saying he didn't deserve 5-0, but like he didn't play like a team that should be winning 5-0 there, really. You know, I think he's never got out of first gear and we were just so bad that it was just easy for you to cruise in that fight, those five goals, even in first gear. I think after 38 minutes, the game was done. Once Salah scored his first one, I think going 3-0 yeah. up, I just think it took the heart out of United. And to get that fourth one then just on the edge of half time really knocked the stuff in out of But do you know what it is? We've spoken about United being a team of stars, but not being a team. Um, and it was really shown today. I mean, if you look at it, 36% possession at Old Trafford. Yeah, really nice. bad surrendering that. No press at all, either from the front or the midfield. Ollie sticking with McFred still. Pogba on the bench. Bruno starting and Bruno being so poor most of the season. So many bad decisions there, you know. Cavani not playing. Rashford instead and all this kind of thing like so many poor decisions really you know Sancho overlooked again in, in a big game they're the big games where you turn to your star players and say lads you need to go out there and make some sort of a statement like a draw for United against Liverpool today would have been a good considered a good result you know I, I said before the game started that like nearly every ex-pundit in the game was saying that Liverpool were onto a winner here Um and you know my feelings on Liverpool and United games. And I, like, I can't watch them. I, you know, Even at 3-0, I didn't feel comfortable. It was like, if these get won, there's the momentum there behind them and all. You know, how, like Ted said, how easy that was for Liverpool. Yeah. You look at the names on the team sheet. You look at the players on the bench for United. Bruno Fernandes, and I'm not just saying this, like being biased as a Liverpool fan and the hatred I have for United. He looks... He looks amateur at best the last the la- since the start of the season, but the last couple of months of last season, um, people were talking about last year him being the, one of the best players on the planet. He's nowhere near it, absolutely nowhere near it on the showings this season, but especially today. Like Mo, Mo Salah, I've said it nearly every week, Noel. He's not even playing to the best of a. I still think he has two more gears in him. You know what I mean? He's just taking his. He's taking more chances now. Fourth player in Premier League history to score a hat trick at Old Trafford. That's that's unbelievable. 
That is fucking unbelievable. Well, well, as Ted said, it felt like a training session for us. Like the 5 nil, it didn't seem like a 5 nil game because it was so comfortable for us. But to be honest with you, after 13 minutes when Diogo Jota scored that second goal, <coughs> the way we were pressing and moving and sliding the ball through them and stuff like that, it just looked so easy. So, so easy. Like They just showed, they just showed the first goal here on the, you know, the breakdown of the game afterwards. Van Dijk gets the ball and puts it back to Alice, and then six passes later, it's in the net. Like when Salah picks up that ball from Jota, I think it was. Yeah, and then as soon as Salah turns, Kate is already five or six yards away from I think sure it was. Now Salah puts the perfect ball in front of him. It was literally a waltz in the park. It was like yeah. the Liverpool team that we know they as good as they can be against. A blind, a gang of blind guys. They united. It was pathetic. It was pathetic. Like there's no, there's there's no other word for it. It's pathetic. Like, and what annoyed me the most was like, listen, you know, like you you see somebody miss an easy chance every once in a while. You know, the the game starts. Bruno has a fucking, you know, a clear cut chance. I'd I'd say your hearts were in your throats because that's definitely. I think that I think that's at three minutes or whatever it is, and he he fucking skies it, and you're just like Jesus Christ. Okay, early game jitters, whatever. You turn around from there and Kate is put into the same position and he puts it away. De Gea nearly gets a foot to it, you know. We lost 5 0. I can't put any of that on De Gea either. I don't think De Gea did much wrong there. You know, like I, I don't think he could have stopped anything that kind of <laughs> went past him. <laughs> but the, the save like, from Salah when he cut in was unbelievable. And the one from. Um, save from Trent as well. Trent, yeah, it? that's the one I was going to say. The one from Trent is a very good save. But like the first goal. I don't know what Wambasaka is doing. He rushes forward to try and cover a man at the halfway line, leaving, I think, was it Roberts, Robbo behind him? I don't know, or was it Jota that was behind him? He runs up anyway to cover one man at the halfway line, leaving another behind him, which then Maguire is trying to cover. They just skip past Maguire, then skip past Lindblof, and Shaw's left in a 2v1 with Salah and Keita. Like, that's amateur. And then the second goal, Two two English boys that are meant to like they play in the same club, play in the same international team, and they just run into each other and the ball just bounces by them and just gets a, a nice easy tap in. That's you know, that's fucking like Niall, you're you're a coach and you'd be hooking boys off for that at your level, like let alone at a Premier League level. I, I did today at two o'clock, pal. At two yeah. o'clock today I was doing the same thing. That's it's what happening. I mean. Like so that's disgraceful. It shouldn't be happening. And then the third and the fourth like all of them were just there was a lot of calamities there I think the fourth one is the one where it's a no it's not the fourth one is it? I don't know Salah takes a shot and it ricochets off Maguire and they all just look at it until a Liverpool player is already on it and you're just like why are you looking at that bouncing in your box don't fucking get it mm-hmm. yeah. What Ted what did you make of the starting lineup? I wasn't surprised by it right uh, but that's not to say I think it was the right call. I just wasn't surprised by it. I knew that's what the starting lineup would be. Um, it's not what it should have been because that's the same squad that went out and got hammered 2-0 in the first half against Atalanta. You know, if you're mm. going out and getting beaten by that team 2-0 in the first half, I know you went, they went on to win it. But mm. That's when substitutes were made. If, if you needed those substitutes to get you back into it against Atalanta, why not start that way against Liverpool? I suppose knowing that we were going to start so quick, because we always come out of the blocks yeah. really quick anyway. Was there a call to start Matic? No, I, I don't think so. I think five, you either go five at the back and drop one of the attacking players and go from there and and possibly drop Fred as well to, have, to get that attacking player back on the pitch. But you'd need five at the back. You can't have Fred... For, like if you had Varane maybe because he's a bit of pace to him as a centre-back but the two boys have no pace to them as centre-backs mm. you can't I you can't be I, just having them if you're going to start a four at the back I I, I think the way United have been playing how bad they've been defensively I think Matic should definitely have started he's that old head on you know what I mean he he has that he's been in them battles before especially with Liverpool Liverpool missing Fabinho mm. Um, mm. you know what I mean and you're taking Henderson out of position, you know. The, 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 the spotlight wasn't even on Liverpool's midfield today. When, when Fabinho was missing, me and Noel as well, like, we do always worry about being overrun in the middle of the park. Fabinho was so clever in what he does. It, 
like he's on he's on the same level as the top top players in that position, you know. And then you you're you're moving Henderson back, you're putting Milner in. Does he get booked early? Do you know what I mean? Is is he then targeted? And then Keita was the big question, you know, saying like, does he deserve to start? I thought he was. I thought he was flawless today, Keita. Um, we know there wasn't much of a pressure on us going yeah. forward from United, but you know, the United were that bad that it made everybody, and not saying anybody played bad for Liverpool, but there was no pressure on Liverpool whatsoever there today. You know what no. I mean? So, Matic, I think, would have made a massive difference in the middle of the park. You know what I mean? He gets stuck in. He leaves a fucking mark on, on, on an opponent. Just just fancy stuff in the middle of the park. Look at Pogba for Salah's hat-trick. You yeah. know what I mean? He just, the ball at his foot, and there's no, there's no, like, urgency. There's no, like, with, with a player up, Pogba's calibre, you're thinking when the ball is coming to him, he's already a pass ahead. He knows where that's going. The ball gets trapped underneath him. Henderson and Milner take the ball off him and then he just trots back. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's very bad from him as well. But I think like if you're going to start Matic, then you're taking Fred or McTominay off. And, you know, like I'm not saying that that's going to devalue what that midfield is because neither of them played particularly well today. But you do lose some pace anyway when you put Matic in. So I can see why he didn't start Matic, but I just think I like I don't know what you would have done. Like that that team just definitely shouldn't be starting. It didn't prove itself at all in midweek. Is... Do you know what I mean? Like that's mm. the, there's a lot of fault at Ole here as well. Like I'm not covering him and saying, you know, it's not all his fault. Like there's a lot of fault to him for picking that team. But a lot of those players need to sit down and look at themselves and go what the f- why was I so bad? Like, how was I that bad today? Why is why is Ole so hesitant in making those big decisions there? I know Klopp's around longer than him, but the team came out for Liverpool today, you would I was thinking that there's no way Naby Keita starts. And I was thinking, is it is it Jota or Firmino starting? Like to go and start Keita and to go and start Jota over Sadio Mane. You know what I mean? They're massive, massive decisions that world-class managers make. I'm not saying Ole is a world-class manager. I'm just saying, you know, does he take a gamble and start uh, Sancho today? Why doesn't he bring Donny van der Beek on? Like, he's so... Mm. It's it's like he's five months, six months behind the guy. It's, look, it's like looking at Steve Bruce when he was trudging off the pitch there today. Put him out of his misery. I don't personally want to see him sacked because I think it's a joy to watch. As a Liverpool fan, we've suffered long enough watching United being like dominant. But you know, is it is it time to put him out of his misery now? Because the longer he goes there, at half time, I looked at my brother and I said, I've never seen that at Old Trafford in my history of a football fan. Never once seen that at Old Trafford. We said it, we said it on the preview, Ted, didn't we? That if he didn't start making these decisions, he'd be out. <clears throat> he'd be out, and not only out, he'd be out in a very bad way in terms of the legacy he leaves behind that you'd rather go out on your sword making these decisions and if they backfire on you, why not put Donny van der Beek in there? Why not start Pogba and drop Bruno? Why not drop Ronaldo and start Cavani? Why not? Why yeah, not? No, and I do agree. Like the, the, There is a lot of faults on him there, but like honestly, I think whatever attacking changes he did, he he could have made before this game started, you know, start Donny over Fred. I don't think that covers the mistakes that were made by individuals. Like How many offsides was there? But, you know he knew, I mean? like, but, he, but he knew he was going to have to press from the front, didn't he? And you yeah. know you're not going to get that from Ronaldo, but you would get buckets of that from Cavani. Yeah, can I just yeah. say something? As, like, as a, sorry, go on, Ted. I'll, I'll no, but just, just, just like how many offsides is there? Do you know, like I know Liverpool, like you have Van Dijk there who is good at commanding his back four and whatnot. But listen, you, you can't have that many offsides. Like this is something that when you're getting to the level of being playing at the Premier League, getting caught offside once or twice or, you know, every once in a while, it's going to happen. But you can't be offside for like seven or eight fucking forward balls in a row. You need like that's something that needs to be looked at. Defensively, those players were a shamble, and that's not to do with the setup that they were given. They weren't talking to each other when they got the ball. They didn't know where to be passing it. That's individual stuff. And whatever about a manager, training coach, whatever you're doing on the training grounds, there are certain things you should just be able to do if you're a footballer, especially at that higher level. There are certain things you should be able to do, and these boys cannot do it. Um, they should of, get dropped for it, but mm. who are you going to put in for them either? 
a lot of those offside Teds come from pressure in the moment. You know what I mean? And yeah. also those lads trying to, like, they know they're up against one of the best defences in the world, um, the best defender in the world in Virgil van Dijk. There's no doubt about it. So they're trying to steal a yard on him as quickly as possible because they know mm-hmm. that it won't work otherwise. And it's the pressure. It's also a confidence thing as well. That team is lacking serious confidence. And when you're lacking confidence, you're trying anything to gain an advantage and you're not aware of what's going on around you. And when you have a Van Dyke back there, the likes of Van Dyke, even Kanate today. Let's let's throw a mention out for Kanate <coughs> today, who was absolutely calm and exceptional. That's his that's his nearly his first game he's been thrust into. I think he's played one or two others. There but to go, go in there you. into that cauldron to be so calm. I mean, it was it was like they had transported Joel Matham into Venice Beach and made him a bodybuilder and brought out Kanate. It's the exact there, same there. player, calmness as you like, you know. There, there you go, Noel again. Forgot, I forgot the, the, the gamble that not necessarily a gamble, but what a massive decision to throw Kanate in against Ronaldo. What a fucking there you go again. You're talking about decisions that Ole is afraid to make. The players that he left on the bench, the players that he started over what was on the bench to, to turn around to Kanate. I'd imagine you'd have known yesterday or Thursday, listen, pal, you're going in against the, the big guy on, on Sunday. No pressure at all on you, pal. You're going in against Man United. In Old Trafford, where Liverpool could win 37 out of 37. You know, you could have 37 defeats out of 37 games. Last day of the season, you have to win to win the league. You're going in where, where form means nothing. And you know, you could easily have turned up and done what we did today. You know, like to make that decision. But I just want to go back to Cavani and Ronaldo. All right. I, I've said this countless times so far on podcast, right? Uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka gets sent off against Basel in the Champions League. Cristiano Ronaldo gets whipped off straight away. Straight away after the game, the first question, why would you take Ronaldo off? Ole answers with, he's 36 years of age now. He needs to be managed game times. He's played every single game for United this season. Ole, in his mind, believes that without Ronaldo, this team can do nothing. I, I was one of the big, big fans of the Cavani deal for United during the summer as, as a Liverpool fan. I talked so much about what he does for the team. The, the main word being there, what he does for the team. How he pulls Van Dijk or Kunate out of a situation to open up pace or, uh, spaces for the other attackers in the team. How good he is in the year, his work rate. You watch any game Cavani plays for United last season and tell me that he doesn't work his bollocks off and you look at that petulant prick today, Ronaldo, doing absolutely fucking nothing. Should have been sent off at that kick on Curtis Jones. He's a fucking waster. I don't, as great as he is, games like today show the real character in that man. He's all about himself and nothing else. Nothing else. Ted? God, like If we're going to play a pressing game, it should have been Cavani starting. Why we're playing a pressing game, I don't know. We're not a pressing <coughs> team. We don't have the players there to play a pressing game. We had to play as a counter-attack to you. That is the only way we could have you know, done anything useful against you. Why we were trying to press against you is when it's not the style of play we play. So it's a first time trying out this pressure game of like, you know, push them up top and try and win the ball back up there. Why are you trying that against Liverpool for the first time? Go out and try that against fucking, you know, Someone in the FA Cup or in the Carabao Cup or something like that. You know, try that against someone that you should be beating anyway. Or when you're 3-0 three three up or something, then you can start trying it. Don't be trying that from the off against a, a team like Liverpool, who if you get caught and it doesn't work, they'll, they'll tear you to shreds, which is exactly what happened here. Like, Liverpool weren't at the races today. They won 5-0, but they weren't at the races today. If they went out and played... Most other teams, like even a team like Burnley or something, if they went out and played like that today, they wouldn't have won five 0 And that's that's how bad it is, like you know. And it's not to do with uh, the tactics were wrong, yeah. And if you're going to do that, you should have the likes of Cavani on. You should have the likes of um, maybe Lingard. He'll run all day for you and chase the ball around. You should have those players starting if you're going to be pressing from the, you know, going for that high press. I don't know. I, d- I don't know why he decided that's what he was going to go for with someone like Ronaldo, who, as great as Ronaldo is, he's not that kind of player anymore. He's the kind of player where, you know, you get the ball, ping, ping it up to him, and he'll do something from there on the counter-attack. But he won't be... You're not going to see him running up and down the pitch trying to win the ball back. That's, th- that's not what he is, and it's not what I expect him to be doing either. 
Mm. What what do you think now, Ted, in terms of um that's three defeats in the league now, eleven goals conceded, mm. eight points behind Chelsea. I mean, what you, what you think now? I mean, I mean, Ali has to go, doesn't he? He does have to go. If there's someone to replace him, yeah, but there's no point in letting him go with no one to replace him either. Do you know what I mean? Because <clears throat> what are they going to do then? Mm. Well, there's out Zidane and Conte are, are available. Rogers is waiting on the Man City job. I think there's a queue like the, the fucking the old line to the social welfare office in. Uh, of Thomastry for the, the Newcastle job at the moment. But just looking at United's next one, two, three, four, five. It's not good. It's not up, a good. Up, on, up until the 5th of December, um, they've Spores away, Atalanta away, City at home, Watford away, Villarreal away, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home, and then Palace. Yeah, not if a good I, run. If, they, if, they, if they're going to knuckle down and back Ole, by the time my birthday comes around in December and that Palace game, they could be out of Champions League and like out of the top four yeah they could be yeah they're, they're eight points off the top of the table as it is I know it's still early days but you know it it's ominous for you know like they could easily go but the pressure on Spurs next week as well and Spurs will smell blood yeah you know but if you, if you play like that against any team in the Premier League you'd be lucky to get away with a victory to be honest see that's no. the worst we've played that is probably the worst we've played regardless of you know our other performances haven't been good like by any stretch bar, maybe the Leeds one. And I think that was more <laughs> Leeds flatter us than what's been particularly great either. Yeah, you can't leave, can't just, leave cold. Yeah. I but, just I just hope that I feel I actually feel when Ole was walking off the pitch at the end there, I, I felt sorry for him because you just know the abuse he's going to get. But I hope that these so called diehard United fans, if they're gonna come out and throw abuse around, I hope they pick on the bigger names in the team and not kick yeah. Fred Willys down. And not kick uh, the likes of Greenwood while he's down or Rashford while he's down. Target the big guys who talk a big game. Target Ronaldo. You know, he's supposed to be the main man in that team. He's supposed to be a leader without the captaincy. You know, the way he kicked out of Curtis Jones today, you know, there was a couple of times where the petulance told and, you know, when things, every time with Ronaldo, when things aren't going his way, you always see the body language is down. You always see it. That's a guy who's came in to Boyole to Brian Boyole and United that the young lads will will know they'll learn off him and they'll see his attitude towards games like that. It's all well and good walking into a dressing room after and putting your arm around the young lad and saying, you know, better days are ahead. Any time the camera went to him today, head down, looking at the ground, flapping the arms around, punching the ground. There was a time there when he had to go off Virgil van Dijk. Virgil van Dijk, the ball came in then, just stood up, chest out, pushed him about five yards away and just laughed at him. Like, fuck off, mate. I, I think I think apart from David De Gea, there's no, there's no one else there at the moment that can go hiding. Really, is there? I mean, David De Gea has been keeping them in so many games. How many games has he been man of the match now and stuff like that? Yeah. And, all? and I just think, I think eventually, if your goalkeeper is man of the match so many times, when you come up against real quality opposition that are firing on all cylinders, and again, Ted, I know you said we didn't turn it up a notch today, we coasted it really. But I, I think when you do come up against teams that are structured well and tactically laid out well and stuff like that, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a serious problem. Yeah, no, and like that's what Dean was saying. These next couple of fixtures, if you, if you show up like that, mm. you may as well go out, get seven players sent off and take the 3-0 loss at the start of the game. Go out and just take the trip, like just hand it. Like, listen here, there's there's 3-0 victory and... We'll just go home, save save ourselves the time because yeah. nobody wants to watch a team play like that. I know, like for you, yeah, it was great. You said Liverpool fans, it was great to watch that, but that's shite. Like nobody wants to be watching a top top team be playing like that. That was that. That's not even Championship level play. Like that's below that. Like you know, Division Four or Five or something. I don't know. Like mm. players not communicating, not being able to pass the ball around. Maguire again abysmal today and I know I know what you and Darren were saying in that like he is carrying a bit of an injury by the looks of it and it's you know he's he's tough and true and you know whatever fair play to him but there's certain things you should still be able to do if you know you're injured don't be trying to run forward just stay back a little bit further give yourself that extra yard if you need to but you should still be able to communicate with your team you still should be able to pass the ball around but isn't isn't that where you need a manager because he's going up against the best player in the world right now. Yeah. The best player in the world right now absolutely made a show of him today. 
And like when you're going up against that player, is that not where you turn around and your manager goes? Your manager should be strong enough to say, you're not the guy to go in there today. Like what like what Klopp did today with Kanata. He put Kanata in, he took Matt about. You know what I mean? You have to you have to sometimes, and I said it on the preview as well. At some stage, Ollie has to stand up on that soapbox and he has to make the decisions that he's getting paid to make. Danny Van de Beek has to go into that team. Pogba has to start, although it was passionate and he got the red cards of that. But he that that's part of that is because of Solskjaer's management. He should be starting today. He shouldn't be coming off the bench, and certainly not for a Bruno who's playing the way he is at the moment. And we said it on the preview during the week there, that he has to start making these big decisions or he's going to fall on a sword and he's going to leave with a really bad legacy left behind. There's Man United channels at the moment and all telling him to fuck off and take his fucking flick from 99 with him. You know yeah. what I mean? That's how bad and how poisonous it's got, you know? Yeah, no, he, he should have been yeah. starting and Greenwood <clears throat> shouldn't have been getting the hook today. I think Greenwood... Okay, he might not be getting a lot of goals or assists, but I think if you actually if you're watching Greenwood, I think there's a lot of good link up play, and he's he, he you know he is he was kind of at fault for that first goal, but again he's quite a young young kid as well. Like he's gonna make a few mistakes, but I I don't think he should have been the one getting the hook. It probably should have been Bruno. Bruno didn't really get up to much today at all. He hasn't really been up to much recently. But I don't know. Like I don't know even. It's it's not just that. Like individual performances are poor. The likes of Fred should not be starting. And I know what Dean's saying that like you have to go with the bigger names as well. But the, someone like that should not be starting. The guy can't pa- pass a ball six foot in front of him. You know, it's not it's That's- not a case of it's not a case of you have to play the bigger names. I'm just playing. Klopp has never not, not look at Alex Ferguson. You know the great teams of Man- of Man- Manchester United under Ferguson. Right, he didn't give a fuck what your name was. He didn't care how much you you were worth. Yeah. If you weren't playing well, you weren't playing. It's as simple as that. Yeah. No, I mean, exactly. You're, yeah. You're looking at the bench. If Maguire is injured, right? Put on, put play, put in Axel Towns AB. Liverpool had no centre halves last year. We had to play Reese Williams and uh what's Nat Phillips, right? And you look at the players we had out. Ole, if Ole makes them decisions and takes Maguire out of the team, if if I, I genuinely believe if you play the players who I'm not saying that the lads who are starting aren't doing it in training, but there's lads there who deserve to be playing. You can't keep throwing in Ronaldo because you think he's the only chance we have of getting a goal. Sancho, you know, he's not really set anything alight. Possibly he could start today. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 I, I'm, I'm sure Jorgen didn't expect him to start, but you have to be thinking of decisions that how are the, for, how are the opponents setting up to play us? Is it that that set in stone that they think that this is the way we're going to line up with our attack boys, or if they think we're going to go a four at the back or five at the back? Donny van der Beek, Jaden Sancho, Axel Tuins, Aby, Jesse Lingard, Cavani. You know they're bet they're, they're no they're no better, no worse than what's being starting in the team. It's it just makes no sense to look at a guy who's manager of Man United, and I I, I always say this: it's like Ferguson is in his ear as well. You know what I mean? And and when the camera went to Ferguson today, I swear to God, it couldn't have been any sweeter because we've talked, we talked, we we've seen over the years the smugness in him when he's when he's humiliated Liverpool. You know, to, to look at Solskjaer walking off, knowing that all the blame is on him, he's under a lot of pressure there. You, you Ferguson, watch you, watch and watch you doing as manager. You have the likes of Ronaldo in the squad who will think that he has a bigger say in the team than than the manager does. Because, let's be honest, Ronaldo is Ronaldo. He's, yeah. he's always been outspoken. He's always been the big voice in, in, in teams that he's been in. Um, you, you've seen the interviews during the week. They've done with Ronaldo and they've done with Mo Salah. And he's talking about, I know I'll score goals. I know the standards I've set for myself and all. He, he doesn't seem a team player at all. No, I don't, I don't know that he ever has been, really. You know, he's always like, even back when you'd watch him at Madrid, you know, someone <coughs> someone on the team could have passed him the ball to score, but they scored instead. And you can kind of see, like, you could see him having a bit of a strop at times as well, even back then. That's when he would have been in his prime. Like, he is, he's getting on into years now, you know, you can't stay at that top, top level forever. But I don't know, there's a lot of problems at United and it's not just the manager, it's not just the training. There's a lot of... There's a lot of individuals there that need to step up and look at what they're not good at. I know you can I know I know what Darren's saying, like the likes of Wambasaka needs to be kept on an extra hour after training to practice crossing and things like that. Yeah, he should be. But at the same time, you know, you're a big boy. If you know you're not good enough for that, get out there and request that you're being kept back. Don't don't wait to be told you have to be done it. 
Mm. Get out there and start doing it yourself. Stay back an extra hour yourself. Just practice. You're a big boy. Like you're not, you're not seven or eight years old anymore, lads. You know, you're playing at the top, top level. And I don't care about wages. I don't care who's getting paid what. These are decisions you need to be able to make yourself. I'm not good at that. I need to go out and learn it. And it doesn't, the players don't seem to have the heart. So I think even if you got rid of Ole, is that heart going to change in some of those players? I don't know. Mm. And another thing needs to change. We're getting rid of Ole as well. You look at the money that's being put into the squad already under Solskjaer. Yeah. You know, is 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 Zidane or is a Conte gonna come in and think, right? Well, yeah, I can win a league with this team because, let's be honest, I don't think you know you know you can win a Premier League with that team. Like I'm looking at the squad here. Defense wise, Bailey's not good enough. The lot's not good enough. Phil Jones not good enough. Mengi's only a kid. Alex Tellez not really pushing Shaw out of the team. Midfield was Fernandez. Mata is just rotting away. Mata just rotting away. Donny van der Beek is rotting away. And then attacking was Cavani. Greenwood is going to be a superstar. Martial is not consistent enough. Rashford only coming back from injury. Ronaldo just wants all the limelight. And Jaden Sancho. That's probably 11 players I've named there. But you know what but, I mean? But Dane, that, that's a squad that should be competitive, isn't it? It should it's be, yes. It should be whether, whether it wins a trophy or wins a league or not. It should be competitive. It shouldn't be getting touched up by Liverpool 5 now. That, that team, it should be competitive, competitive, Noel. But you find me another fan who won't look, sit down and look at that and say, too many egos. Definitely a team there, but too many egos. There is too many egos in that Man United team. When's the last time you've seen Man United playing collectively? You look back to the, fi- the Cup Finals, the Europa League Cup Final. Again, like... Just don't show up on the big occasion. You know, bad decisions made again by the manager, but yeah. also play, star players underperforming. Tell me a game other than the Leeds game where Bruno Fernandes has shown up. He, Bruno's Bruno's had a poor start, and he, you know, at the end of last season, people were putting it down to you know too much game time and things just mm-hmm. catching up with him, and that's fair enough. Like that can happen to a player, but he he hasn't really been at the races here. Um, I don't really know what's up with him. I don't know what's stopping him because he the quality. Quality is there. I don't know. Is he just too worried about what's behind him? So he's constantly tracking back, trying to cover for the boys that are behind him. I don't like. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in his head that he he's not pushing on. Mm. Um, but that this is a team that should be competing, whether they're winning leagues or whatever. That's a different story. But this is mm. those players. That list of players are a team that should be able to compete with any other. Um, Jesse Lingard in as well. Jesse Lingard started three games since he came back. Yeah, no, he he was told you're a big part of the plans, and again, it's just a, a player to have sitting on the bench just to fill numbers and homegrown players. Jaden Sancho was probably sitting there thinking, mm. "Why didn't I just hold out for another fucking twelve yeah. months?" Sa- Sancho, Sancho's a bit of a different one because before Rashford got back, Sancho did have chances in that Premier League, and he didn't didn't set anything alight. Like he did, Sancho wasn't up to much at all in the games he did play, and now Rashford's come back and. Rashford's done more in the two or three games he's had than Sancho has. So I, he should like Sancho does need to be getting game time, but I can see why he was dropped because then, he didn't prove it when he got the chances. So why, why are you saying no, go well, on. I, I was just gonna say, Dean, you mentioned the camera going to Alex Ferguson there. I'd like to mention the camera then going to King Kenny Daglish, and the smile on that man's face is just infectious. Um, I just want to park United for a few minutes because we've spoke about them most of the episodes so far. Yeah. Let's talk about Liverpool for a second, Dan. Let's talk about Mo Salah, pay Can him whatever he wants Salah? and get him signed up. Right. I just want to take, I've uh, five points here to talk about Mo Salah breaking more records. Um, can Can I just firstly say, when Mo Salah signed for Liverpool, I was one of many who said, is this the type of player who Liverpool need to bring you into to take us to glory. Um, we believe that without Mo Salah, Liverpool would have had no glory, um, in my opinion. You take that his goals out of the team, it's a it's a far cry from, from where they are with his goals in the team. But after today's game, Mo Salah is now the leading goal scorer, or African goal scorer in Premier League history with 106 goals ahead of Didier Drogba's 104. So he's the best African player to play in the Premier League. No debate needed. First hat hat trick by an, an opposition player at Old Trafford since Ronaldo 18 years ago in the Champions League. 
first opposition player to score a hat-trick at Old Trafford in Premier League history. Uh, first Liverpool player to score in three straight away games at Man United. And part of Liverpool's biggest win in Manchester, Manchester United since 1925, which was 5-0 at Anfield. And just to finish it off, he's the first Liverpool player to score in 10 consecutive Premier League games. The man is on another level. It's absolutely, absolutely mm. scary how good this yeah. guy is. And I stick by it. I still think that he's another couple of gears to, to go to. Um, yeah. If he keeps going at this rate, I can see him nearly breaking every fucking record that's been made in football at this rate. It's just absolutely outstanding. The calmness, the composure, the goals he scores, you know, we've seen it since he signed for Liverpool. He scored, he scored in goals that I've no more superlatives for him. The guy is on another planet. I, I could sit here talking about his goals, but I'm not even going to talk about his goals. <laughs> what about the assists? What about his movement? What about his strength on the ball? What about his reading of the game? How much stuff has that man improved in this summer? It's unbelievable. His game outside of goals is incredible as well. Incredible. How many times, how many times have we spoke about you know the chances that he's missed? The chances that he's missed and that if he had a bit more belief in himself, he'd blow every player around out of water. Well, he has uh, he has that belief now, baby. <laughs> he has that belief now and I still think there's a couple of gears to go. If not two, there's definitely one there that he can go up. Um, he's doing it in the toughest league in the world, week in, week out. If he's not scoring, he's getting an assist. He seems to be getting a goal and an assist fucking every week at this rate. Mm. Um yeah, it's just, it's it's scary. You talked about there is assist, his work rate for the team. He came out during the week, you know, and put a lot of hope into Liverpool fans saying that he wants to finish out his career till, till the day he hangs up his boots, he wants to stay at Liverpool. I do believe that he's really put, Klopp has came out and said in there as well that, you know, those words put a lot of, a lot of pressure on FSG. He didn't say that personally, but he said that he wants the deal to be done. He wants Mo to stay. There's a lot, a lot of pressure on FSG now to, to give that man what he wants. I said the other night, if Mo goes out this weekend and does the job and then it's announced during the week, that the pressure is really going to tell now on FSG. They have to give him what he wants. It's as simple as that. Anywhere around what he what he's asked for and give him the rest of incentives because the rate he's going, there's a ballon d'or there, there. You know what I mean? There's probably break the all-time goal-scoring record in one season in the Premier League. You know, the assists are, are like picking up. You know, how fit the guy is. He's a week off now. He'll be given a rest now for the Preston game during the week. Um, I just, I, I'm so excited at what, what is ahead for Mo Salah and I just hope it's in a red shirt. And the team. And the whole team. Oh, yeah, and obviously. Definitely, yeah. obviously. But yeah. looking, at, looking at what Mo is doing week in, mm. week out. Yeah. It's it's scary. Yeah, it's it's scary to see how much he has improved, even from last season. It's absolutely scary. But I mean, collectively as a team, they're just at a different level at the moment around the whole park, Van Dyke, Allison, the whole lot. Like, I mean, they're all I know people turn around and say goals, you know, goals can win you this, but defense is really win your leagues and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But definitely if we took his goals out of the team, we'd be in serious. <laughs> But he's absolutely outstanding. But it's great to see Jota coming in and doing a shift. Firmino coming in, Mane coming off the bench. For, for a team that we thought had no options, boy, God, we certainly have a lot of options right now, don't we? And another call from the middle of the park as well, Noel. You know what I mean? From Naby, you know, we, we spoke about with a lot now, players chipping in all over the pitch. Trent again with another assist, another assist today. Um Kate popping up with another goal. You know, everybody's picking up the slack. We talked mm. about during the summer. Everybody around us spent a lot of money, except for us. Yeah. We spent the money on, on Kunata, I think 37 million. He's only played every now and then. But when he's came into the team, he's been outstanding. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I was one of the biggest critics during the summer. As we know, me and you had a falling out and all over. I just lost my fucking mind thinking, where, mm. like, where is this money that we know is there? And why is it being put into someone's pocket except for the teams? And everyone has picked up the slack. And I said one of the one of the things with Liverpool this season was we're either going to break or the team comes together again and we just fucking mm. balls to the wall and like let everyone else go about their business. Everybody's talking about how much money Chelsea spent and how much City spent and how much United spent and they're they're the favourites for the league. 
let them do that thing. We'll go about our business. Um, I kind of been a bit of humble pie, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how nice it was at the end of the season if we've if we win a trophy. But the way things are going, like everybody's just pulled in as one. Like today was basically a team, a team versus individuals. Absolutely, Ted. We'll we'll end with you. What needs to happen now? I mean, obviously, eight points off top. Very difficult to make that up when you look at the form of Chelsea, City, and Liverpool <coughs> at the moment. Eight points is going to be very hard to come by, especially looking at the run of games you have now in the next month and a half or whatever it is. Um, what's your feeling now? What What do you need to happen? What do you want to happen? What's your expectation? I don't really know, to be honest. Ed. <laughs> Certain people, like players, need to be dropped here, and there's no there's no question about that. Like the likes of Bruno, he does need to be dropped, and I like I'm a big big fan of Bruno, but. He's not been at the races here. Drop him to the bench and let him be the one to come off the bench. Now, obviously, you can't do that for the next three games because fucking Pogba's gone and got himself sent off with um, a, a shite challenge. Um, you know that it's god awful and it's it it's born from laziness because I could have told you that Bruno was going to play that ball back to him off that corner, and he was just asleep for it. Like I could have told you that's what was going to happen there, and he just wasn't awake to it, which then led him to putting in a rash challenge like that, which hopefully, you know, we're not seeing a player out for the rest of the season over, but um, we don't, like, nothing's come out yet about that, and I doubt it will until tomorrow, but I don't know. Like, Bruno's going to get the next three games, no matter what, because there's nobody else to really take that position off him now with Pogba gone for the next three, but he needs to he needs to be taken off. Um, Fred definitely needs to be taken off uh, and I've been saying that for a long time just Fred just can't be a starter at that team at all um, Maguire, if he's not fit he needs to be taken off as well and Ronaldo needs to you know it's very hard to say don't play Ronaldo because you know Ronaldo can be shifting you know 90 minutes and then come up and score two for you in the 91st and 92nd minute you know it's very hard to say not to play him but the team's basically a man down already with him because he's not going to be tracking back. Yeah, team's crying out for a bit of work, right, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, honestly, get Donny on, get Pogba starting. And if you have to just start Cavani, because Cavani can't be happy sitting on the bench and coming on, like, coming on as the sub all the time, do you know? You have to manage the players. Listen, you're out this game, Cavani starting this one, you're going to start the next one. Alternate between them. Keep them both hungry. It shouldn't even be that way, Ted. It shouldn't be like he. Ole is the manager of one of the biggest clubs in the world. He shouldn't have to go to players and be like, "Look, not be all nice about it." Was Alex Ferguson nice to these players? I'm sure he just turned around and said, "Listen, mate, you're being absolutely fucking tripe. This guy is coming in. He's getting a chance. It's it's not a case of look. I'm gonna put him in for this game. I'm gonna take you out of spotlight. You need a rest, and then you'll come back. Come into the." If Donny van der Beek gets a good run of games, I do believe he'll be successful at Man United. Yeah, the worry, for United, the worry for United is you look at the next, up until the 5th of December, you look at the run of games that they have, the pressure that's on, the two away games in the Champions League, Atalanta and Villarreal, Spores away, they've Man City coming up, uh, they've, Chelsea. they've Chelsea coming up, you know what I mean? We're after giving them a royal spanking in second gear without any lube, you know what yeah. I mean? And you're looking at the fixtures, they've no game midweek because they're already out of the League Cup. So there's not even an opportunity to get a bit of get a bit of blood flowing through the legs of Sancho, of Till and Zabi, of Lingard, of Donny van der Beek. The decision, this the starting lineup for the sports game next week is gonna tell how Ole is about this situation. That's if he's still in charge there. But the, the pressure is on now to go out and make big decisions because the axe needs to fall on a lot of players in that team. And if he goes out next week and he plays the exact same team, it's going to show that he has no bollocks whatsoever and that he's afraid of the backlash and losing the dressing room. Alex Ferguson, and you always say this, as much as I hate Man United, the credit that and the respect Alex Ferguson gets because he didn't give a shit who you were. To be successful, you have to make them decisions. To be real. As Noel said, that Man United team, on paper should be competing. There's too many individuals there and they need a man to come in that has a set of balls and put the likes of Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes, Harry Maguire, put these lads in check and say, I'm the manager. I don't care how much money you're on a week. I'm the manager. End up. Simple as that. No, there, there, there is. There's a lot of things that need to change there and so, some of it is players' personal you know, view on 
how to play professional football. Some of it is just their own personal passion because you can see, like, <laughs> I know we went in a four nil at halftime, right? And the game, the game was gone. You're not, you're not coming back from four nil. Like it would have been a bloody, you know, the scenes if United had managed to come back from four nil down at halftime would have been unbelievable. But it's unlikely to happen. You know, it's a very, very minuscule chance, but you need to be coming out with some passion. And they came out with a second half and what we are like three minutes into the second half and Salah's got his third. That's not, that's not acceptable, you know? So there's a, there's a lot of work to be done there about management level and that those, like those personal players. And I don't really know if given all the chop is going to make that much of a difference. Um, you, you'd get your you new said, manager bands, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. As you said, Ted, on the start, there's issues there at multiple levels. Yeah. And 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 I suppose from Dean's point of view is, is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the man to fix that? I would suggest no. I can't imagine a situation where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, with his CV and credibility, stands in front of one of the greatest players to ever kick a ball, Cristiano Ronaldo, and faces him down and tells him how shit he's been and that he's dropping him. Because I think that will just spread through like cancer. And I, I said it at the start of the season. Yeah. Dean had Dean had issues at the start of the season when he was saying United signing these players that they would be a real threat. And I turned around and I said, there's no way he's going to manage players at this level, the likes of the Varans and Ronaldo's and Cavani's and players like that, because he ain't got the CV or the credibility in the game to face those guys down. And they're going to have to make a change. Just say on Ronaldo, you know, it's 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 always nice, you know, to give United a hiding. Always. It's always nice to see United getting a hiding. My brother is a United fan and he said to me, and you'll have no problem with me saying this because obviously a lot of people who watch the podcast will know who my brother is being a United fan. And he said the biggest mistake United could have done during the summer was bringing Ronaldo. It's all well and good, the goals he'll score and the jerseys he'll sell. The the spotlight and will all always be on him. And when things aren't going well in the team, no one will give a shit about how bad he's playing because it's Cristiano Ronaldo. It will always be the problem. Will always be with what's, what's around. What's him. around him? Yeah, yeah. What's, it's the baggage that he carries. It Pop will is, never Pop is the same. And it will never be. It will never be Ronaldo's fault. And they could easily four hundred grand a week. They could easily have went down and brought in a couple more team players. You know, it's Man United. They have that lure of bringing in. They can bring in whoever they want. It's Man United. They have got the money there. They haven't shied away from giving the money to Ole. And I'd say Ole, when, when Ronaldo was announced, I'd say he was running around his house in the nip, lathered in fucking dirty gold, thinking I've hit the jackpot. And look at the stark reality of it today when he was walking off the pitch because the camera went to Ronaldo first and then it went to Solskjaer. And Solskjaer, I felt sorry for him walking off the pitch. And I'm not going to lie, being a Liverpool do, fan, when he was do, walking off. Do you reckon, Dean, he would have been that excited at the thoughts of Ronaldo coming back, knowing what he'd have to face as, as the manager with not the credibility to manage this guy? I would have right. thought he'd be more concerned. Now, we know obviously Ronaldo being such a brand would be so important to United, but I don't know whether he would have been. Ronaldo was never in that United process of conversation. You know what I mean? Well, and he that, was kind that, of thrown on there, wasn't he? Well, that comes down as, again to Noel. Was that the owners turning around and saying, here, we're making this decision? Which then again leads to the belief that Ole is just a, a stopgap there and they're waiting. But how long do they wait? If 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 Solskjaer is the man that's there, let's be real. If Mourinho was there and Ronaldo wasn't wanted by Mourinho and things weren't going well, he turned around and said, well, the, the owners are bringing in players that I don't want because he'll fuck the owners under the bus. It's the way Mar- Ole won't. Ole will, no. will. I believe there, I'm getting messages on my WhatsApp group with the, from, the lads from Liverpool talking about how bitter Ole's post-match interview has been and it's just a sour mankness again you know credit where it's due if you know it beat us 5-0 today I'm sure Klopp would have came out and talked about how good a performance it was from apparently Sol Charles just came out and just talked about you know this hasn't gone right that hasn't gone right just the, the typical bit of sourness that you'd get from Ole going to Sol Charles and things aren't going right so if it is a case of with Ronaldo and he's not happy he needs to come out and say that he's not happy that he didn't want him there because let's be real, a strong-minded manager like Mourinho, who's done it in the past, will say, this isn't what I wanted. The team isn't doing well because the players I wanted aren't coming in. Yeah, I suppose from Solskjaer's point of view is if he does go out and say that, then he's going to go down the same road as Mourinho. And I presume he believes he can hang on. Yeah, um, but also I, I haven't seen the post-match interviews or anything yet, but yeah, it's not like Ole can come out and go, yeah, Liverpool played very well today. 
because yeah. we've all said it, you didn't play particularly well. Like five nil was a flattering score for how you <laughs> played. It was just we were that bad that you were able to coast through to it. Mm. Like you, oh, like you know mm. what I mean. It's very, it's very hard to come out and say, "Oh, Liverpool were brilliant today." Salah was brilliant. Um, but I said to you on the preview, Noel, would you drop uh, Firmino for Jota? And you said, "No, you couldn't drop Firmino after the performance in the prior week." I'm not sure I heard Firmino's name mentioned during the whole game by the commentators. I, did the man even touch the ball? Genuinely, like, you know what I mean? Like that, they, it, he he wasn't mentioned at all. So it's not like you can come out and be like, "Oh, they played really, really well today." A lot of those players were, you know, they were able to just coast through it. So yeah, I, it's probably best you don't say that because it makes it even more sweeter that five or six Liverpool players didn't even show up today. No, but that's my <laughs> no, but that, that's my point. Like, oh. Ole yeah. can't come out and go, oh, now Liverpool played us off the park. He didn't really play us off the park. We played ourselves off the park, you know, so it is very hard. Like, I haven't seen what he said or anything, but, like, he can't come out and say you've played really well because... Well, we know he's not a big fan of Liverpool anyway in his media duty, so there's no, no point leaving... You know, he has the old rivalry that, there. Yeah, but I, I think, as Dean says, when you've come out like that and got spanked at a Liverpool playing at about, what, 60% of what we know they can do in reality if they look for a real proper game... You know what I mean? You come out and you turn around and go, listen, we got beaten today by the better team. We made a few mistakes maybe in player selection. You know, let's leave it at that. You know what I mean? Hats off to them. We were poor. They were good. We go again. You know, you don't come out and you drop the bitterness and stuff like that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts blaming things on the sending off and everything and all. Like, for, You know what I mean? This is what happens. You know what I mean? But I think, you know something, that you can only go out and beat the team that's in front of you. You know, oh, no, I mean? it's 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 not it's nothing against you know Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. went out and they did the job. It's just mm. you know I'm just saying like I I haven't seen what uh, Ole has said, but he can't come out and say they played re- like Liverpool played really well either. You know, yeah. like that's that's not that's not true either. He's won five nil, but he didn't play really well. Well, I'm sorry, that I'm not laughing at I'm not laughing at you, Ted. I'm just Greg is after putting some into the WhatsApp group, and it's a, like a, a, you'll see it when you get off the the podcast, but. It's fucking hilarious about soldier. Um, oh, Greg's, Greg's Greg, been, for Greg being a big Ollie Gunnar soldier fan since the beginning. Yeah. I just sent, I sent a text me, brother, and I was like, I'd say there's a lot of people happy tomorrow's a bank holiday and they don't have to walk into work tomorrow morning to, to what's coming. Um, and for us, Noel, you know, we're six days away from, five days away from going out to Liverpool. What a, what a, what a roller coaster to be on at the moment. Going into Anfield next weekend after giving you night that hiding. Mm. Um, I'm absolutely buzzing. Lee is being texting me and all like it's. Yeah, it's going to oh, be man, I'm absolutely living for next week now. Well, li- listen, lads, a pleasure having you on, Ted. Listen, thanks for coming on. I know it's not easy to come nah, on for this. It's situation. not, but you can't thanks can't shy away on. from it. You know, you can't shy away from. But coming I will, on, I will leave you with this. The Reds talk. have got no money, but we're still win the league. The Reds have got no money, but we're still win the league. Sorry, I Ted. Sh- I shall leave you with this thought: If you hang around long enough, you become the villain. Till next time, man. Cheers. Look.